What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles, welcoming you to another installment of Lyles Movie Files. As you can see, I'm not alone. As always, the little brother Jace is here. What's up, bro, Shot? Oh, I was thinking, you know, you were not alone, but oh. I guess that's copyrighted. Oh, hey, how's it going, guy? Doing well. <laughs> Chief, what's up with you, man? Feeling good. I'm feeling good. And I feel like, you know, we keep doing these episodes and... We will never bow to a sponsor. <laughs> Jay King, welcome back. You know, Chief, I totally agree. Um, <laughs> we will not be taken in by corporate dollars, no matter what. And I apologize for my hiatus. I've been taking care of a lot of things. But just to let you know, we will not be taken in by corporate America. Absolutely. <laughs> Why you stay hydrated? <laughs> Very good. Well, Jace, you and I definitely had the memo rocking a full shirt so everybody can see. Kenobi and Skywalker, our only hope. Let's break down the season finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right, let, let me get the ridiculous out of the way right away. Reva is the most supreme, powerful presence this side of Ray Palpatine. She takes a lightsaber to the gut. And then she's like, dials up an Uber. Yo, I need a transport right now. Like right now. To Tatooine. She's down to Tatooine. Tracking down Owen. I mean, while Obi-Wan is still trying to get away from Vader. They're like, man, everybody just said, yeah, whatever, Reva. You peace out. So she crawls to her ship. Let's imagine what happens. She crawls to her ship, gets to her ship, goes to hyperdrive, and then gets to Tatooine, parks, and it's like, yo, anybody heard of this dude named Owen? But she knows Owen because she met him already. But anyway, I was like, that's crazy. And Reva's ridiculous. But Reva being ridiculous, nothing new. Like, she gets from one end of a tunnel to the other side without even knowing where the tunnel ends. She does amazing things. The entire season. That That's just who Reva was. But we're not here to talk about Reva. What we're here to talk about today is what we've been waiting on for a very, very long time. The clash of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. The rematch. When last we came together and spoke, Chief was like, nah, man, I don't want any parts of this. This is going to be terrible because Obi-Wan doesn't have it anymore. He's going to get punked out. But Obi-Wan said, oh, no, sir. I got you. This Joker, this, this fight. I love the backdrop, first of all. All the rocks, the green haze. It's like, yes, this is going to be a perfect backdrop for red and blue lightsabers to be clashing and slinging against each other. And his fight really delivered. I felt like this is the first time we saw the cocky, way too confident Anakin Skywalker that we saw in Attack of the Clones, that we saw throughout Clone Wars, that we saw in Revenge of the Sith in action as Darth Vader. He wasn't the big bully like, you suckers got nothing for me. This is the, ha, 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 you can't stop me. And it was so good. That's all my quick take on it. Jace, what did you think of this fight? Okay, we're, we're not, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 yeah. Reva, yeah, she was 
Yeah, she was she was what she was. Like I, I, I make no excuses for her. I, I literally like when she got to Tatooine, I was like, Are you effing kidding me? And I moved on. Um, for the lightsaber fight, it was once again I don't understand how the people who made the sequel the fan fiction trilogy did not hire uh gosh, what is his name? Nick? I cannot like the swordsman, uh swords master from Revenge of the Sith and Attack of the Clones. It's like, how did you not do this? It's like, you missed the best parts of this. And that fight scene in this episode was like, are you freaking kidding me? It was like, I mean, watching like Hayden Christensen and and Ewan McGregor doing that, it was like, yeah, that's that's what I would want to see in in an Obi-Wan versus real Darth Vader fight. Like, Darth is actually like you, like you said, he is that, wait, you're actually, and he says like, oh, your power's back. Oh, crap. But I think I can still beat you. And then Obi's like, nah, even with your dirty tricks, I still can beat you. I'm still smarter than you. I Speaking of dirty a- tricks, I was yelling at my TV, you cheating bastard. I mean, this is nothing new. Darth Vader's like, whoa, this is a competent fighter. Let me start throwing random crap at you to stop you. But I was so pissed off. I know Obi-Wan's hey. going to survive this fight, but I'm still like, dude, stop cheating. Fight him straight up. But hey, uh, Obi-Wan was giving as good as he got because he was throwing stuff at Vader's foot. I was like, yeah, exactly. Like, you got these metal legs. Let's see if he can move. Let's see if he can dance. It was it was, <laughs> it, it was very much like if I was to get a sequel from Revenge of the Sith, that was exactly what I would want from that fight. I mean, that I know how like Chief was saying, like that first one was like, yeah, oh, man, come on. That, that, that's not Obi-Wan. And this was like, no, nah, this is Obi-Wan that could stand against him. And I don't know if we get a sequel. I mean, we get a season two to this. But if this is all we get, I am, I'm, I'm ecstatic with what I got. I mean, I know some people are like, oh, it's not a perfect episode. It's like, yeah, the not perfect stuff was Reva. And beside that, I, I can live without remembering her after it's all done. So I'm good. Yeah, I thought that I'm going to just say I, I can't imagine they're going to go. Yeah, that's it. Ewan McGregor said he wants to do more. And basically, since Ewan McGregor says he wants to do more, there's no chance that Disney is going to be, sorry, that's it. He's an executive producer on this, and they really left it so we can get more Obi-Wan. But I love how they wrapped up the bows on little things like this would, they don't need another Darth Vader-Obi-Wan clash. That was it, because we, we hear him call him Darth. I like that, because... That all plays into the, why is he calling this dude whose name he knows Darth? That's not even the name of, that's like a title. That's like calling him Mr. But we, they explain that, explain other stuff that I'll go into later. But I liked how Obi-Wan was like, I don't need to fight you fair. You're, you're a Sith. You're like General Grievous. I'm not going to sit here and be all sad. I'm going to beat you down. And it wasn't until... He cracked that helmet open where he was like, oh my gosh, that's Anakin. I forgot. I was so consumed with beating this dude in black armor. I forgot. This was my boy. And then the tears were all welling up. It was it was very emotional. Chief, what did you think about this fight? Hey, Chief, we can't hear you. What you guys don't know about Reva is... Right before Vader stabbed her, she force moved all her vital organs. 
It must have been. So that's that that is that. Um and uh this this Obi Wan fight was excellent. Um I <laughs> I realized, you know, everything I wish they I wish we could do certain things over like because I was like, kill him, Obi. Show no mercy. Right. Like, he's down. This is the time you kill him. You lop off that head. He's lately. He's, he, you know what he is. He's a Darth. You know what I mean? You know, whether it's a Maul, a Vader, you know, Pegasus, whatever the hell we're going to go with. He's one of them now. You have to, you had to have, you know, I was like, ah, you know, I realized, you know, we got to have four, five, and six episode. But at the same time, I would have been like, sure. <laughs> and that would have ended dark right there. I'm, yeah, it would have been gone. Um, you know, it was just funny watching Obi still hoping that he could change him. You know, well, I truly have lost my friend. Man, you lost that dude on Mustafa 10 years earlier, bro. Well, um, remember, like, in, uh, what was it? Uh, Return of the Jedi, where... Uh, Darth yeah. actually says like Obi Wan once thought as you did. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. like they, they they actually did all kinds of great nods to the original trilogy, the prequels, where it was like yeah. yes, yes, it's, it's repeating and, and there's a theme here. But he thought as he did even even, but that could have held over from the first fight when he thought he could because he was like uh, he was talking to him and then he was like uh, my empire and he was like uh, only Sith speak in absolutes. You know what I mean, and that's how they the fight started anyway. So he was trying to get him to to, to you know, reconsider. You know, so if the fight was great, man. Um, you know, I love a good lightsaber fight anyway. Above anything else, I, I feel like if I watch a Star Wars anything and it doesn't have a lightsaber fight, I didn't see shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, so that was good, man. Um. Was Leia, Leia has that holster later on? No, no. I was, I was, I was about to press pause and say, "Wait, keep watching. Just don't, there's no need to pause." That was Tal's holster, and um, yeah, I, I assume she she runs with that for a minute, but that that doesn't carry over to the original trilogy. Okay, oh. Jeff, was that and I and I did not. I've not watched Empire. I mean, uh, Return of the Jedi. But is that the one she has on in Endor? I'm gonna have to watch it again. I couldn't imagine. Okay. But you know, I guess I'll have to watch Return of the Jedi again. Yeah, it seemed like it was a nod towards. I mean, they spent a lot of time on it for it to have no significance later on. Um, or maybe that's just her Lola holster. I like the maybe. fact that she 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 slipped in Lola. That was cute. Like I feel like so often with kids and and shows and movies, they suck. But I felt like they did a really good job with her. And she acted like a kid, but she also acted like the character that we would know, that we came to know and love, uh, played by Carrie Fisher. So there was that thread, and it didn't feel like she was doing things that were out of character for Carrie Fisher's Leia. Carrie Fisher, yes. Um, But I thought that the fight didn't end with that killing off Anakin because he's, he felt pity for him. Like, in that Sith duel, he was like, he's as good as dead. I'm walking off. I'm sad because I lost my boy. And this one, he's like, man, you know, you're this big bully and you're just terrorizing people. But I still can't kill you. 
because I see my friend Anakin Skywalker. I think if he hadn't cracked that helmet, he probably would have killed him. But because he still saw Anakin, he still can bring himself to actually kill his brother, his best friend, and maybe there's still hope for him to get redeemed later. And I think that only got exacerbated when he sees Reva later. So I guess now we can jump to Reva. And they were doing a classic Star Wars thing that we saw since Empire Strikes Back. We have one fight, but then we're cutting it with another fight. And I guess even with with the very first Star Wars, because we had the duel between Obi-Wan and Vader. The It's all right. But then we had, you know, Han, Luke, Leia, Chewie trying to escape through the Death Star and the shootout. So they've always kind of had these intercut where we had one really intense lightsaber duel and then some shootout blast kind of fight. And I loved how they protected the story. And Reva sold way better than Kylo Ren that she was hurt and was like, okay, I, I can't even tackle really this farmer, these, this pair of farmers. And I thought it was hilarious how it made it seem like they were going to lay this intricate trap. All right, she's coming. Let's get ready. And really, it was, all right, when she comes, we're just going to hide behind a bunch of boxes and start blasting. And, you know, as far as traps go, that's cool, I guess. And I really felt they needed some droids. Maybe this is what prompts Owen to start getting some droids to do some heavy lifting or whatever. Maybe have a protocol droid to distract people. But that was cool. And then they had Luke running from her. But she never had her lightsaber out because I was thinking, Luke should never see this chick with her lightsaber because then he would know when he pulls out a lightsaber. Of course, this chick that was coming after me had a lightsaber, but he never sees her with it because he's on the run the whole time. And then when she pulls it out, yeah, when she pulls out her lightsaber, I was trying to make sure that didn't sound dirty. Um, He's knocked out. And then she's like, I'm going to kill you because you're Vader's kid. I know. And Vader killed all my friends. And I thought this was the most effective part of Reva's entire art, where she's full circle. She's the person wearing the hood. And this was different because in her Inquisitor gear, she never had one. She wasn't hiding her identity. She had the hood up, lightsaber drawn, and a little kid was in front of her and she was going to kill him. And it was like, wait, what have I become? Cue up Judas. And, And then she didn't. And I thought this was, this is where they, I think the writers had this endpoint for Reva. And this is where they wanted to go all along. But I felt like along the way, they got a little too discombobulated with what they wanted to do, how they needed to get Reva here. But I felt the ending with her, at least, was really well done. She's upset. She finds redemption that Anakin doesn't get till much later. And it works out okay for her. So maybe there's a possibility that we see Reva later. Maybe against the Grand Inquisitor. Maybe she's no longer a Jedi. But I liked how they played that deal with her. Now let's talk about all those exciting... Here goes Star Wars fans. This is for you. This is for you. And this one's for you. So Obi-Wan leaves the cave. And he's like, yeah, okay. I, I, I need to wait. Sorry. He gives Lola back to Leia. That was cool. Bail goes, hey dude, just in case. And Obi-Wan's like, you know my number. And then Obi-Wan has enough of a conversation with Leia to explain why she goes General Kenobi and not, hey Ben, remember when you helped me? She's she's still keeping it vague. And I 
think they covered that pretty well enough that it's like, okay, I'm with you. And she's keeping it secret in a message she's given to a droid that if someone intercepted it, they wouldn't understand who she is and, and how well they know each other. And I'm like, okay, that's all I need. I need some acknowledgement of what came before. So then it's like, all right, cool. You're not acting like this didn't happen. And we're, we're all covered. See, then, oh, go ahead. I, I, read that, I read that on your review on LousMovieFile.com. Um, but that was the one it was like almost like I was when I was watching that I'm like that really seems like they're treading over that because it's like hey Ben it was really like it's not been nine years ago it's like Ben you know I'm an encrypted medicine in my secret droid that only Obi-Wan is going to be able to access so I was like kind of like really but I, you know, I, I, I'll give your theory a little bit of okay. I'll I, 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 I give it for five cents. <laughs> so then we get Obi Wan coming back to the cave, clearing out. He's gonna he's gonna relocate. He doesn't need to sit around and watch over Luke constantly. He's got access with the Force again. I thought this was cool because he had lost sight. He lost his connection to the Force, which meant he needed to see. Luke at all times but because of the connection with the force now he doesn't need to see anymore he can be wherever and I thought that was kind of an interesting thing where you know hey I don't have to see it to believe it and I can feel that he's in trouble and get to him as needed just like he did when he saw Reva coming for him and he knows how fast he can get to places because of hyperdrive all right so then he tells Owen hey listen let the, let the boy live let him do his thing that whole Jedi plan of raising when they're little. I, I've seen what it's done now to Anakin, little kid. I saw how it just totally warped poor Reva. Let her, let Luke live. I'll be around and, you know, I bet things will work out the way they're supposed to. Maybe that's not with you and Baru as flaming skeletons, but, you know, I'll eventually hook up with Luke. I'll train him to be a Jedi. I'm just not going to hound you and harass you about it. And and Owen is like, cool. And hey, hey, listen, dude. We, we've had a bad relationship over the decade. Why don't, why don't you meet him? I thought that was a nice gesture. And then, you know, I was like, oh, wow. How's this conversation going to go? And, and it was really simple. And all we needed to hear was, hello there. And... For the memes. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, for the memes, for the just the, this is Ben Kenobi, baby. Hello there. And, you know, he said that so much during the prequels and the, and the heavy here was like, yes, this is, this is his catchphrase. I love it. And then we see Mustafar. Vader is, is licking his wounds. And I love that, how he's really acting like a bully now. No, he didn't. He didn't get me. He didn't upset me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hunt him down. I'm going to, oh man, it's great. And it was like, yes, this is, this is pissed off, mad, emotional Anakin Skywalker. More traces of Luke, who's upset and doesn't have control of his emotions fully. He's still fuming after everything has happened. And real fast, I loved when Obi-Wan told Leia all the positive traits of her parents. He didn't go, your mom was awesome, but your dad was a total douche. It was like, you have great qualities of both your parents. And Leia was like, I'm good, man. I got my parents right here. But thanks, though. And that was nice. 
So the emperor shows up and it's like, yes, the emperor finally is here. And he is just sticking it in like, oh, really? You're such a weak punk because Obi-Wan's all up in your head. He's not in my head. Stop it. He's got real estate in here. Right. He is living and he ain't paying a penny, Vader. What's up? That was cool. And I really felt like if there was no more indication that they're like, I think we can do a Darth Vader series. That was it. Because it was, hey, I'll prove to you that I'm not weak by doing XYZ assignments. Hey, here's a six episode series. Darth Vader. Showing Emperor that he's not weak. Or the fact he's like, I don't have to go looking for Obi-Wan. And yeah, he may be on Tatooine, but I'm going to make sure I'm not the one who goes and gets him. Because that's going to play into what my emperor's well, taunting. He never about, so. knows that he, he's on, on Tatooine. Well, I mean, he, it, it, it makes more... Like, remember how I said like, a couple episodes ago, it was like, he almost has a fear of Tatooine. Now he's like, well, just, you know... I mean, not, I mean, the analogy's not perfect, but it's like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not searching for Obi-Wan anymore. This, this, my Obi-Wan days, hunting days are over. I'm, so I can go and do stuff like they had in the carts in the comic book where I don't care about Obi-Wan. I'm trying to do all this other stuff, trying to actually be stronger than the Emperor without the Emperor knowing. Yeah. And Chief, there's a really cool part in the comic book where the Emperor is actively putting up Sith trainees basically to challenge Vader. And if they happen to beat him, ah, well, I got a better apprentice. But in the comic, Vader's constantly killing off these people that Palpatine's throwing up as potential rivals. And there are all these Imperial officers who are giving him grief while he's on a sly searching for Luke Skywalker after, you know, New Hope. But it's really cool. And I think there's lots of potential for that. You, you down for Darth Vader series? Yeah, I'd like to see a Darth Vader series. <clears throat> um, I'm hoping they do make one. Uh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed, I enjoyed every bit of uh, screen time that Darth Vader got. Um, just at these these six episodes, um, you just you know you 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 do so much. You know um, when they don't focus on him on the the uh, four, five, and six. You know he's there, but he's not there. You you see little things, but. This kind of like when you saw how powerful he was, you were like, "Whoa!" <laughs> right. um, and then, like I said, uh, you know, Obi Wan defeating him, and then the Emperor, you know, making him call off the search for Obi Wan. Um, you know, just just and, and 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 the Emperor did it only to anger him, so he has to now he has to hold that second loss. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just you know. So uh, yeah, it's a definitely uh, definitely a Darth Vader series would be would be appreciated. And they also kind of open up the the avenue that after the second fight, where Obi Wan has beaten up his chest mechanism, maybe now he's weaker than he was from the Revenge of the Sith fight. So now he's not as strong. Maybe he's not going to be stopping ships in midair now because his connection to the force is even more focused on keeping him alive because even his containment suit is messed up to the point where he can't be as powerful as he was so when he fights luke he's nowhere near he was where he was where he fought obi-wan that second time no you're not buying it no i mean 
you saw the helmet was re- reforged. Fixed the like, helmet. You know, yeah, they, they they fixed it. You know, it's it's more likely he got some reinforcements in there, and it's making him slower. Oh, okay. There you go. Now I gotta, I gotta actually, I'm not, I can't protect myself because I saw what Obi Wan does. All he has to do is throw some rocks at me. If I'm not paying attention, that could actually kill me. So, so he's probably more like, okay, all right. I did really I'll throw stuff at people, but not let people throw stuff at me. Yeah, because I think with him, it's kind of interesting to. to draw more of a bridge between how he fights in the prequels and anything up to uh Empire Strikes Back where it's we see, like he, he he basically has his lightsaber he never moves it like you know like he was never moving as fast so it's like I'm going real close here to protect in here and I think that that shows why he would do it so gold star for them on that and the last thing Obi-Wan's treading off to the desert riding his little camel uh, horse, and he sees a forest ghost, and I'm like, oh, 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 this better be what I think it is, and it, it in fact is. It's Qui Gon Jinn, and that was a great cameo. It was just like, of course, I've been here all along, man. What you doing? And if there's no other reason I want a Kenobi season two, it's so we can see more of that interaction, because just in one movie, Liam Neeson made Qui Gon such a key member of that trilogy series and we never saw him again we only heard echoes we saw or heard him in clone wars that was cool but to actually see him and obi-wan kenobi interact really pays off that tease from the end of revenge of sith and you know it's like okay this is where he would have more you know just a different take than yoda and i really like how we're teasing setting that up what y'all think about that chief what do you think about it Uh, yeah, um, I, I, I figured he was gonna something like that had to come up because I mean, uh, he talked about knowing him. Uh, you know, if you strike me down, I become more powerful than you know. This, that, and the third. I don't, I don't know what how powerful the Force Ghost is, but I guess uh, I, I expected Qui Gon to show up at some point in time. Um. It's just, an, you know, it's just an excellent. It's it started off shaky. It was shaky. <laughs> you definitely thought it was shaky. That's not, you know, that thing was. Shh. And then it started, to, you know, it shaped itself up, man, and it started to uh, to fly right. Um, but I, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm just me, man. I I wish they would just redo four, five, six now. You know what I mean, and not maybe the whole thing, but the parts where like Vader and Obi Wan interact, and certain aspects of of that, I you know I would love to see redone with the new character. So when you watch it, if you just sat down and watch one through six, maybe and and even through Obi Wan in in between there, you know you're just like yo, we're gonna do you know one through six. Uh, Obi-Wan series, there's a Vader series, so on and so forth, four, five, six, and then have the new pieces in there uh, that kind of bring you back to Obi-Wan. Yeah, Chief, you're right, because that is, that's one of those things why I was such a big proponent of watching them out of order, because it's really hard to go from that 
from the great duel, I mean, starting with Phantom Menace with Vader, Vader, Maul, and Obi-Wan to Tyrannus and Yoda and Palpatine, Yoda, Obi-Wan, Anakin to that New Hope duel where it's like, dude, what is this? And then, I mean, it's fine if that's the first lightsaber duel because you have no expectations. But if you know how great those were and your first one then is, doom, 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 doom. It's like, uh, what is this? The Luke one is fine. It's still one of my favorites because of what it means and how this youthful kid who has no real idea what he's doing is going toe to toe with Vader. And they kind of explain, help pad out why he would fight him now the way he does. It's one big tease like, <laughs> oh, look at you. You're such a cute kid. Oh, you're such, oh, you're so good at like, hey, you're going to hit me. <laughs> the whole fight he's just like oh look at my boy he's such a good duelist and then he and he gets into his arm and he loses it for a second and then he's like wait 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 that's my boy i'm supposed to try to get him right okay but yeah that is one thing i see you shaking over there little jace you still still fighting and saying nah man you gotta watch in chronological order yes a but i know like this this kind of comes back to you go with either the Clone Wars style of one of their their to me coolest duels. I'm not gonna spoil it for Chief. Um, yeah, dude, watch Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's it's Rebels. It's not Clone Wars. Um, but there also is like a kind of cut on uh, YouTube where it basically has like a reimagined duel. Like it keeps the original footage, but then like it kind of breaks out. Like when you can't see either either of them's face, and it goes like kind of very much the new school of what we're used to with duels. I'm like, if y'all would implement that version, I think it would be real. I think it would be cooler to watch that way. I don't know. I mean, I really like that rebels matchup that we're not spoiling for Chief, um, but I like the simplicity of that because it made more sense for an older version of characters to not need to flip. Where it's just more simple and I don't need to use all this energy and excitement. I mean, that's how we are as we get older. But it, it, it's, it's, it, it, there's also the, it's almost, this is Obi-Wan third time teaching Vader a lesson. It's like, I don't need to do all this. I've, I've proved I am better than you when you, at your best, when you think you're your best. And at the end, I know I'm better than you. So it's like, I'm just flicking your, your, your lightsaber around like, yeah, whatever. I'll turn around and do a woo just to show you I still got a little move here and there but, but you know, I know I'm better than you and I'm and if you win I'm gonna be stronger than you'll ever imagine Darth but you know when you think from what you're saying it just makes sense in the grand scheme because he's not trying to rile him up he doesn't want him to accidentally knock out Obi-Wan so he has to just stay in his face Stay here. Don't look at anything else. Don't focus on this incredible force surge in this Death Star. That's not for me, but from your two kids. Focus on me. Because I know you're so like that dog with a bone. If you see me, you're not going to focus on anything else. So if I just keep you here, and as soon as those kids are in a position to leave, I can be good. I don't have to stay and go with them. I need to make sure that you don't follow them. I mean, and that plays out how in the last episode, it's like, yeah. I mean, I mean, like in the finale, he's like, no, he'll come after me. 
Everybody would tell him he needs to go after the Jedi. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, no! He's like, <laughs> I'm going after Obi-Wan. I don't care. All right. Well, that was good. I, I can't wait to see season two. They did say on their season finale. Didn't say series finale. So here's hoping. Real fast. Um, Cameron Monaghan is now being rumored to be in talks to do a Jedi Fallen Order Limited series on Disney Plus. I feel like Netflix was great, but Netflix doesn't have access to the things I I cherish the most in entertainment. That's Marvel and Star Wars. And because of that, Netflix will never be my number one streamer anymore. (laughs) It just can't. And because of the quantity and amount of great stuff we're getting... Netflix will always be like, hey, man, we're second best. And second best isn't bad. Hey, you, could be, you could be like DC and third best, and there's only two companies. <laughs> well, there's, there's Image. There's IDW. There's good companies. They're, they're doing it way better than what DC does in a lot of ways. But, yeah, point. Fully taken. All right, so this Friday, The Boys has the infamous episode called Herogasm. And when we were talking about this in the text thread about boy season three, Gunner's response was Herogasm. And yeah, I've seen this episode already. It is every bit as whatever it was Gunner was thinking. And I can't spoil anything more than what the episode title is. It is exactly what you think it is. And it's crazy and ridiculous. Chief, we haven't talked much about the boys here, but what, what's been your thoughts on this season so far? It's been pretty good, man. And Butcher's off on a uh, off on this on this this thing where he's gonna he's gotta uh, control everything and do his own thing. And even though he's part of a team, he wants to be a loner. Um, you know, Homelander. So you know, Homelander's Homelander, man. He's and it's funny because when you see Homelander, he doesn't strike you as that smart a person. But he just, the way he manipulates everything, you'd be like, man, Homelander, is, he's smarter than he looks. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just love the way he always, he's always just wrapping up to somebody, just... You know, you think somebody's gotten away with it, and here comes Homelander, just you know, <laughs> yeah, just just some wicked old, you know, some plans or whatever. Um, I think he took Maeve, and I don't know what he did to her, but she's she's out the way right now, and he killed uh, Star Starlight's uh, ex lover. Uh, I was waiting to see from your face if you'd seen that episode yet, Jason. Like, uh oh, I see where he's going. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm caught up. Is that the so Friday? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Up, so right. I'm caught up. Great. Um, he, uh, I mean, he's just you know, he, he the deep the way he was like, uh, how did you get the spot before me? And he was like, oh man, I don't know, you know, blah blah blah. He was he looked back at him. I was like, oh, he's gonna. He's like. He was like, eat that octopus. That's that's my man. He was like, Yo, that's my man. <laughs> I thought I was your... Hey, either right. do it or give me your right hand. It's what you say. <laughs> I can I see. None of the trouble. <laughs> yeah, man. 
so that's my only deal with Homelander is they're really writing him as as Martin Sue because the dude does everything. Nobody can get the upper hand on Homelander, and he's kind of a boring, super powered Superman villain. If he has no weakness, he can't get beaten on any tactical level. Like that should be the one area where. All right, we, we can't fight him on a superpower level, but he should be able to take a couple L's from that. Yeah, I can outthink you, or I can outmaneuver, I can manipulate you. But now he's like, nah, dude, that's not even working. Yeah, because he's basically like, yo, if you expose me, I'll kill everybody. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. So I, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things, man. Uh, you know, and people, and it's funny because people saw the real Homelander. But then they approved it. Yeah. They were like, you got a booster's rating. He was yeah. like, you guys are stupid. I am better than you are. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> but, but you see, remember who the, the demographic that uh, gave him the biggest bump. That was also very important. Yo, the way he did uh, Storm, bro. <laughs> that dude, that dude. I was looking, I was like, yo, this dude is so... It's just the worst, man. Uh, you know, he's on, like... On uh, all levels, the worst. <laughs> yeah, man. And then he, uh... I mean, she ended up, you know, biting her tongue off and then suicide or whatever. But, um... Oh it was just, uh, you know... Oh, damn. Um... It, 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 it's, it's, it's gonna be intriguing, man. I, I can't wait to see what my man does, uh... My man Dean does next week or this week, uh, Friday. Uh, <laughs> James, what do you thought about it so far? So far, I, as much as, as as much as I kind of had my issues with Riva and Obi Wan, I have the, probably the same issues with uh, Homelander because, like she said, you can't up this dude on anything. It's like he, he he doesn't know business, but he knows terrorizing people to get business and it's like come on dude like take an L like just simmer down a little bit but I think they do that so you're not like thinking how bad Butcher's being this season because it's like if somebody has to stand up to this dude because he's horrible and it's like there's no kryptonite that can stop this guy so you gotta somebody's gotta figure out how to get rid of him just put him if we can just put him in on ice for 50 years like and throw him into the moon whatever I mean throw him on the sun whatever we're good with that. If if that's if what however they took out um, Soldier Boy, we'll do that because this dude is a terror. I mean, yeah. so there almost anything goes mentality to stop him. It's like you don't want to think of how bad your good guys have gone to take on this dude, but they're seeing how Homelander's like, yeah, you kind of need this nuke bomb to stop this just insane lunatic who masquerades like he he actually has some sanity. Right. All right. Well. Real fast, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is actually on Disney Plus right now, which I didn't know. I just happened to be turning to Obi-Wan Kenobi and was like, wait, why are you saying Doctor Strange is here? Oh, it, because it is. Gotcha. There was no see it in September. It's right here right now. So if you haven't watched it, you can now. And with that, fellas, it's that special time of the week. Who are your nominees for Dummies of the Week? Let's start with you, bro. Okay. So, uh, my dummy of the week is everybody complaining about uh, Drake's new album 
not being hip hop enough. And it's very much a scenario. It's like, it does mostly R&B pop anyway. So why are you complaining he's doing R&B pop? It's like, it's some summertime music you can listen in your car, got got to do the chores. Why are you mad that, you know, that this ain't the, the back in the day Rough Rider, you know, you know, gotta, gotta be hard like it's 97. It's like, dude, we're above, we, 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 we've, we've evolved past that now. That's, that was, that's dang near, what's that, 25 years ago? It's, it's move on. We ain't, we're not in the streets anymore. We, we want to enjoy self, go on vacation, go on trips, you know. That's the stuff we want to listen to, you know. So anybody complaining about that, not in just enjoying, embracing that for what it is, I'm, I'm calling you a dummy of the week this week. Mine is thinking that Javon King was going to be on this episode. This joke was like, yo, I'm going to do a quick sponsor. And I, he was like, oh, you'll give me how much to appear for 30 seconds on last Movie Files podcast? Bet. That's that's my. <laughs> I think Javon's trying to talk to you. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I just just to chime in on that, Jace. You you know you're absolutely right. The thing about it is this: I, the only people I see complaining are people of a certain age demographic that have to understand a certain thing. Although we are the children of hip hop, hip hop passes you by. Youth culture. It's it's the youth culture. It passes you by. And it's like the far side. What said. happens? Yeah, just like the far side said, Jeff. It passes you by. It's now you're no longer a part of that youth movement. You got a mortgage and bills and kids, and you don't relate to these kids anymore. I'm sorry, you're not a part of the curve anymore. There's nothing sadder than seeing forty somethings out there at something in the water trying to hold on a party with the twenty somethings. That's passed you by, and. For everybody complaining about that, the Drake album or whatever, when has Drake been the hardest thing? When has he been hip-hop? Drake is a, an amalgamation of all things that are a part of the whole landscape that created hip-hop. House music, uh, a little R&B here, there. You know, he's not... This isn't like DMX made this album or... You know, it's not like Nas said, I'm going to do a house album. This is Drake. Relax. <laughs> That, that theory is scary right there. <laughs> I howled, y'all. <laughs> I mean, y'all talking about Uchi Wally. Man, he's got a house album. Hey, this is his house album? No, it's Drake. It's Drake. Relax. So, uh, J. King, are you super excited about that new Beyonce joint? Uh, no, because I'm 42, and I've got a lot of things going on. <laughs> I, Beyonce was a piece of ass when I was 20-something. Beyonce now has hips. Like, I mean, they're gonna get her in shape for this album, but I would like to see, like, you know how fight like boxers look when they ain't training, like when they get up in age, looking like Larry Holmes, oh, flabby and sick, <laughs> or an actor when they ain't got to train, <laughs> like Momoa when he like Momoa between movies. Like, I can picture Beyonce having a bed right now with a slab of peach cobbler. With a with a banana pudding on top of it, like Beyonce will get in shape, but you know, aside from that, no, I'm not looking forward to that Beyonce. I'm 42 years old. I don't, what, 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 what do I care? What do I care? Have you have you listened to the new song? No, I don't, I don't care. Jace has because he's connected to the to the youth. I movement. did. It's literally it's literally like a daggone summer song. I'm like, okay, yeah. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to hear it. You will hear it during the cookout season nine million times. I'm not going to those cookouts. 
Not going to those cookouts. Of course, you're going to hear it, but I don't. Like, when Jason put me on to the Megan Thee Stallion Jodeci uh, sample, uh, the freaking you remix sample, and I was like, great. No, stop, honestly, stop it all. Like, great, but it's Stop not. it all. Stop huh? it all. What? No. Oh, yeah. No. Jeff doesn't hear Oh, I'm yeah. one million percent never, never. My ears will not hear that. Gosh. You know, I, look, I embrace it all, man, because for what it's worth, Hey, when Dre was was tearing apart the Parliament, uh, the, the tearing apart the Parliament Funkadelic Library, <laughs> we thought it was Mozart. So I'd be like, shut the hell up, get off your old man's soapbox for a second, and just give it a listen, y'all. I know, dude. I, I I just dusted off my soapbox. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to Joe to say. I do not want to turn into my grandparents or uncles who were telling me how cra- how trash my music was, because look. For what it's worth, if some kid hears this and their father lets them hear the the every time I close my eyes, and, and they like that song a little better than they like Megan, mission accomplished. Because for what it's worth, when Q-Tip was having his way with Roy Ayers and Minnie Ripperton and everybody else, that introduced me to a whole new set of, of, of music. It introduces a whole new set of fans to... Uh, Almost forgotten, nearly forgotten artist. I'm for it. Embrace it all. Embrace it. I'm not shaking my fist at your music, talking about this used to be all pine trees back in my day. I didn't hey. tie an onion to my belt because it was the style at the time, man. Let them be. Oh, I'm going to let them be. I just won't listen to it. Chief. Yeah, there you go. Who's your nominee, man? You're on mute again. I don't have a nominee. Okay, good deal. Yeah, Jay King, do you have one on your own? Oh, oh you do. Damn right, I do. <laughs> you damn right, I do. Uh, it starts right here, homegrown. Um, the little idiot that runs the the Commodores now, whatever they call this stupid ass football team. Commanders. Uh, whatever. Commodores. <laughs> Why don't wish you would be a better. Better owner of the Washington football team. Well, take a lot of Richie over with this little jerk, man. I do not. It, it's like they they specialize in destroying. He specializes. He's a total chaos agent. He has destroyed the franchise, man. I've never seen a franchise become what the, the, the whatever they are now is. I've never seen this before. It, a total embarrassment. This was a once very proud franchise with a fan base, a loyal fan base that continued to grow for generations, right? Not anymore. This franchise now, just for an example, when you see the other loyal football franchise, other loyal football fan bases around the NFL, the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Giants, Bears, whomever, right? Not just the legacy teams, but whoever. They incentivize the next generation of fans, not just on game, not just with their, their their continued success. Even through the low years, they still have success, playoff appearances, etc. Players you can stand behind, you know, jersey sales, etc. But the game day experience is where you really draw people in. If you're taking your five year old, this is their first football game. You go to a Saints game, you go to a Pack game, you go to a, 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 a Steelers game, Cowboys game. It's pageantry. It's stuff for the kids. It's it's it, it makes you gravitate towards this. You're like, yeah, this is cool. Now I'm a cowboy fan, daddy. I'm a cowboy fan, mommy. You go to the Redskins game failed. day. You go to the game day here, FedEx Field. Just give me your money and get out. 
$8. You got to the Papa John's. Get over it. <laughs> if, if daddy drove, he's going to complain because he just spent $70 to park his car in a lot that he could very well have his stereo stolen out of or window bu- uh, busted. Uh, or you got to walk a country mile to get to the thing from the metro. The, it, 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 it's the middle of nowhere. It's no experience. There's no investment in, in, in the fan experience. That's the, the, the biggest strike against them as, as far as incentivizing the next generation. Second is the constant embarrassment of how this organization is ran. This is not a football franchise. This is, this is I don't, I, it's, it's, I, I can barely describe it, man. It's like a failed restaurant, like a restaurant where you, you'd see this on Gordon Ramsay's show where they, they, <laughs> the rescue. Uh, restaurant <laughs> rescue or something. Restaurant rescue or Franchise something. Like rescue. Taking whole tomahawk steaks out the back, and you got the servers walking big kegs out to their friends' parties on campus. That's what's going on. This is a poorly ran place, and it is. It starts from the top now, man. And it's it, sadly, it ain't gonna get no better. I, I well, it's, it's not gonna get better until somebody on the hill, which is crazy. Why is a football team having a congressional hearing now because <laughs> of misconduct? Why? Why? Was bored. They just needed to get something for their re-election. There's no reason for that. They, they needed. They needed a win too. They needed a win too, but God, man, it's like, why? Why are you messing up so bad that you you have to be now the scapegoat? Right. Right. We there's there's no more scapegoats left. It's just you. <laughs> why? Can't fire so anybody Snyder, else. The whole organization. Dummy of the week. Yeah, Pro- probably second only to Vince McMahon, who is like, I'm still showing up on Raw SmackDown just because I can. All right, dude, take, take read, read all the room, please. All right, fellas, <laughs> thank y'all as always. We were definitely going to be back to talk Miss Marvel, and we're going to talk Herogasm next week. So stay tuned. We're going to keep them coming here. As this episode allows movie files, <laughs> has been filed.